Electric companies can really get ahead of the curve now by being intentional and planning for this new electric load and then communities benefit with cleaner air from emissions-free vehicles. So uh, power up your EV efforts and your customers will appreciate it. Welcome to Electric Perspectives, a podcast that explores how America's electric companies are working to deliver the reliable, affordable, secure, and clean energy that powers our economy and our everyday lives. The show is brought to you by EEI, the Edison Electric Institute, which represents all U.S. investor-owned electric companies. I'm your host, Brian Real. In the first episode of this two-part series, EEI Senior Director of Electric Transportation, Kellen Schefter, discussed a new white paper titled Electric School Buses, Accelerating Equitable Deployment Through Understanding Grid Impacts and Policy Solutions, with representatives from Exelon, CalSTART, and the World Resources Institute, who are among the co-authors of the project. On today's episode, we'll get to hear a real-world example of how electric companies are working with school districts to support the adoption of electric school buses. Kellen and Consumers Energy Product Manager of Commercial Electric Vehicles, Bethany Tabor, will discuss how the Michigan-based company is helping to support 11 school districts in its service territory to deploy and operate electric school buses. Kellen, I'll hand you the mic and let's get started. Great. Thanks, Brian. And thank you, Bethany, for joining the show. We really appreciate having you here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So on the first segment of the show, we talked about the $5 billion EPA Clean School Bus Program, which, as you know, was created by the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law. Uh, so now we're really happy to have you here focus on this one example of how these dollars are actually being deployed and how you're helping to support. So, Bethany, my understanding is that Michigan received funding for more than 50 electric school buses across the state. Can you talk a little bit about how those school districts in Michigan were chosen and when did they loop you into that conversation? When did you all get involved? Yeah, absolutely, Kellen. So actually in Michigan, 25 different school districts around the state were awarded EPA Clean School Bus Grant funding for over 100 electric school buses in 2022. Uh, Rural high poverty areas were prioritized for selection, but any school district was able to apply. Uh, And so 11 of those 25 districts and over 50 electric buses were awarded right here in Consumers Energy's electric territory. So when those awards were announced last fall, we had a really great opportunity to partner with them through our Power My Fleet program. Empower My Fleet, which is Power MI, like Michigan Fleet, (laughs) is a program uh, that was designed to serve business customers who look to us for technical expertise, infrastructure support, and financial help in building the case for their electric fleets. Um, And so this program was launched in 2021. And since that time, we've been able to partner with over 50 customer fleet operators to help them with planning and deploying EVs as part of their operations. And so we've been partnered with these 11 school districts as part of that effort over the last year. Well, that's great. And I I love the name, first of all, Power My Fleet. Um, I also love when I'm wrong. I didn't realize there were 100 school buses across Michigan. So that's great. There's even more going on than we realized. Um, Yeah, huge impact. Love the way that's working. So let's talk a little bit more about how that actually works. And, you know, this is actually a great example for what we're hoping happens, where we have, you know, the EPA with a lot of federal dollars here to help fund, particularly the buses, right? Because we know the buses themselves are expensive. And there is some funding in those in those dollars for infrastructure, but primarily it's focused on kind of capturing that, that vehicle cost bit. So where we are really hoping that many of our members are able to leverage their programs, to, particularly to help pay for that infrastructure side of things. So you talked a little bit about it, but maybe with a little more detail, what specifically is Consumers Energy 
doing for these 11 school districts on those projects? So typically, Power My Fleet has worked with businesses who are electrifying fleets of sedans, light-duty trucks, or transit vans, just based on market availability right now. Um, But our connection with these schools really illustrates that we play a role for EVs of all shapes and sizes. Um, So when awardees were announced, we reached out to the schools to make sure that they knew about Power My Fleet and how the program could support them in deploying their new electric buses. So that involves uh, when necessary rebates for the charging stations, but certainly the support and cost covering for electric infrastructure upgrades at the school district's location. So we help them by coordinating that work to make sure everything is ready to go the moment those new buses pull into their parking lots. And additionally, several of the districts conveyed their interest in partnering with us to receive a fleet electrification assessment, which is something that Power My Fleet offers as a complimentary service to help fleet operators really understand the financial and environmental benefits by electrifying their fleet, as well as recommendations on the suitable EV models that are on the market today, insight about how and when to charge so they can make the most of their investment. And so it's been really great to be able to provide these districts with the long-term kind of future look ahead on how to scale their electric bus fleet in the future. Well, that's great. And that's been one of our key messages to fleet customers in particular is, you know, engage the electric company early. The, the, the last thing we want to hear about is a vehicle being delivered that's ready to go without the infrastructure being there. So having that plan in place is, is critical. I would like to learn a bit more about how some of these districts are actually charging these buses. So my understanding is your your program does have different incentive levels if there is a rebate for charging infrastructure based on the type and the different levels of, of charging. Is that correct? And then what did those school districts choose for their charging solution? Sort of what, what power level were they looking at? Sure, that's a great question. So Power My Fleet offers a rebate of $5,000 for a dual port level two charger, and then up to $70,000 in rebates for a fast charger. Uh, really depends on, on the needs of the vehicles. Most of these school districts are looking at level two charging for their buses, knowing that they're running their route during the day and have all night to be plugged in and ready for the the route the next day. So uh, rebates are available for fleets, but like you said, Kellen, most of these districts, their uh, their EPA award grant covers uh, the cost of the charging stations themselves, but not the actual infrastructure upgrades on the utility side, which is where we come in. Great. And then you may have alluded to it there, but in terms of what sort of obstacles that you're seeing these school districts face, right? You have some tools to help them overcome, but What are you seeing as sort of those major obstacles when the districts come to you uh, that you're helping to work through? Some of these rural districts received grant funds to purchase their electric buses and then realized that their bus garage didn't have enough power to handle the electric load of the charging stations, right? And so uh, that's where we come in to help. So Consumers Energy does the electrical work to power the EV chargers for the school buses, and those costs are covered through the Power My Fleet program. Yeah, sometimes the bigger obstacle actually is getting the buses themselves, right? Um, But we've been able to make sure that all the behind the scenes work is done successfully and ahead of time. So once those buses arrive, the schools have chargers installed and energized, so they have a place to plug in uh, wherever those buses are going to be parked overnight. That's great. Um, Now, I know there have been at least a handful of these on the road. <laughs> um, so it's it's still early, but and we're really excited to see more coming to the school district soon. But are there any benefits or lessons you've heard from the school districts in operating these so far, the ones that are out in the field? Sure, absolutely. 
Uh, so we like to look at Pelston, which is a tiny school district in northern Michigan, and the community actually calls itself the Icebox of the North. Oh, wow. uh, so <laughs> Pelston <laughs> added four electric school buses this spring. Uh, in just the first four weeks, those vehicles were able to save the district 45 cents per mile or $1,300. So um, big cost savings right off the bat. Beyond those cost savings, their superintendent has also told us the students like the smooth, quiet ride of the electric school buses. The bus drivers appreciate uh, that the buses actually have heated seats when it's cold. Um, <laughs> and then everyone feels good knowing that they're making a positive impact in their community by reducing air pollution with emissions-free transportation for their students. Wow, that's excellent. I mean, that is something we hear sometimes is um, skepticism about how the technology will work particularly in some colder environments. Uh, so if it's working there uh, in, you got in that it. town that you said, it, it, it should work everywhere in the country. So we're really happy to hear that. Um, Absolutely. So Bethany, you mentioned the Power My Fleet program, really applicable to a wide range of use cases, fleet operator types. So we have been focused on school buses so far, but what sort of other fleet operators or vehicle types are, are showing interest in this program? Any fun things you you can tell us about? Absolutely. So we're working with several different municipal customers around the state that are getting different types of electric vehicles for their municipal fleets, including an electric street sweeper, electric garbage trucks. Um, we're even working with one university who's getting electric farm equipment. So uh, the use cases are there, right? And the cost savings are the same by going electric. So we definitely have a lot of cool stuff coming up. Would love to join uh, you again and talk about that in the future for sure. Great. Yes. Next time we'll do a, uh, anything that moves can be electric podcast uh, to talk about all those, <laughs> Sounds good. those cool examples. Thank you. I mean, last question for you, you mentioned the power my fleet, you know, program and not every one of our EEI members has a program quite like that, but many have, you know, programs that they can help offer, but even those that don't, are there some, you know, items of advice, lessons that you would give maybe to other electric companies who want to do what you're doing, want to help the districts in their territory? Um, how, how would you recommend they, they, uh, they get moving if, they've, if they're just getting started or um, maybe some early lessons from what you've seen work? Bottom line, the interest from customers is there, right? I mean, so schools are receiving grant funds to purchase electric buses, which is really the big hurdle, right? Uh, getting those funds secured so they can make that upfront purchase of the vehicles. Um, they're looking for trusted and knowledgeable help to make that transition simple. And, and an energy provider is perfectly positioned to step in there um, and bridge that gap so they feel comfortable uh, and secure in deploying their electric buses. Yeah, and at Consumers Energy, we plan to power 1 million EVs by the end of 2030. And we've really stood up a team to connect with all customers from engineering and technical support to financial incentives. And we even have EV advisors who talk to customers directly. Uh, and one EV enthusiast who drives several EVs and is happily <laughs> taking his electric motorcycle on the road to meet with community groups to answer any questions they might have and encourage EV deployments. So um, electric companies can really get ahead of the curve now by being intentional and planning for this new electric load. And then communities benefit with cleaner air from emissions-free vehicles. So uh, power up your EV efforts and your customers will appreciate it. Well, thank you so much, Bethany, um, for sharing that insight. And uh, we look forward to talking to you soon. Sure. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. 
And that's our show for today. Thank you for listening and come back next week to hear more from experts and industry leaders who are talking about the innovative ways electric companies are building a cleaner, smarter, stronger energy future for the customers and communities they serve. You can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Podbeam, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Electric Perspectives. I'm your host, Brian Real. Thanks for listening.